I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you scientists and or writers? Because that's the only two types of people that exist in this movie. It's just poets and writers or really science people. Uh, my name is Alan. I'm a dolphin. I'm a mermaid. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You forgot about both those, didn't you, Alan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what about, about what mermaids? about bad boys that aren't really bad boys, but they drop out of private school and they're mean to their dad? Yeah. What about corrupt businessmen that don't care about the environment and care more about making money? You forgot about them, didn't you? What about reverence, huh? Oh, yeah. What about reverence, Alan? Forgot about them. What about people that like bugs, Alan? You forget about people that like bugs? What about a harbor master who's also a cop and also the Coast Guard, apparently? What about a, what about a girl that is 11 and knows every star in the sky? That's who I am. You know, I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the one thing that I've been consistently right about... And that is that this is Zetus Lapidus. And it is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, if Molly and Max's uh, stirring rendition of the roles of this last movie didn't give it away, we watched A Ring of Endless Light this week. And what 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 a brilliant piece of cinema it was. The description of this movie is... Based on the novel by Madeline Lingle. I'm I'm butchering that last name. Sorry, Madeline. During her summer, during the summer, her grandfather is dying of leukemia and death seems all around. 15-year-old Vicky finds comfort with a pod of dolphins, which she has been doing research with. I don't think that's true because we don't even find out grandpa has leukemia to like the last quarter of the movie. Death seems all around is a crazy description of any decom. Let me just say, <laughs> wild. <laughs> when it, I read it, death surrounds me. When I read it, I fear the wind. Like it's just like, it's like well, death is all around us. I, I would I would argue life is more present in this movie. Correct. Than death. There's uh, a literal birth that happens, like uh, that we get to witness. I so so this is uh, when I was diving into the like the diving, reviews. Nice. Yeah, thank you. The reviews, etc. There is a whole set of reviews for this movie that I had to cut out. I know we're jumping super ahead, but I had to cut out because they were fans of the book, and apparently, the book is so wildly different than this adaptation. Mm-hmm. Some like for this group of three. I would compare it to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire on the book versus the the movie that we all witnessed, the level of difference between the two that I, I see with the visceral response in these reviews. So This movie made sense. This movie was released on August 23rd of the year 2002, and I need to know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No, but I would have fucking loved it if I had. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I didn't either, but I got to have a, a very enjoyable experience today. Yeah, I'm so happy for the both of you. The top song of the time was Dilemma by Nelly featuring Kelly Rowland. Nelly on top. Three weeks in a row, dude. That album popped off. I want to tell you guys something about this uh, music video. Oh, I know what you're going to tell me about this music video. Is it that Kelly Rowland texts Nelly, but she's using Excel? And you're like... (laughs) 
No wonder he didn't get the email. <laughs> yeah, but you know why? You know why? You know what's funny? I talked about this in a stream one time. I cannot remember why. And somebody, and somebody in my chat was like, yeah, it's, that's how you cheat on people. And I was like, tell me more about that. What? And they're they're like, yeah, there's no like trace of the text. It's just in an Excel spreadsheet. And I was like, you've done this. And they said, I have. Wait, oh. like they send the Excel oh. spreadsheet to someone? You like share an Excel document with somebody and just enter your messages in different cells and oh. there's no text messages. So you're not going to get caught cheating on someone. That, what? Did, did, uh, did shared Excel spreadsheets exist in 2002? I mean, apparently it was on this Blackberry or whatever Kelly Rowland had. I uh. love you and I need you. Nelly, I love you. I was just I mind do. blown. That's, I was like, I was, was like, uh. they're like, no, it makes sense. That's how you cheat on people. And I was like, like you know, can't say I would know that. Like you have to both be typing actively. I'm, I'm still wrapping my head around that. I'm, I'm torn between being impressed at the ingenuity and supremely disappointed. I don't in, think you need to both be typing actively. You just save it in the cell. Yeah, you, you just save, enter yeah. the text in the cell. But then the cell, then the document saved. No, then you can delete it and resave, and it goes away. I think the point is that nobody's looking in Excel sheets to find you yeah. cheating. Also my, true. They're checking my, your text messages. Not a horny application, Excel. My thought <laughs> process was if you're both on at the same time, you could be typing and deleting and typing and sure. deleting. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, correct. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna have to process that one for a minute. So yeah, that was the top song of the Listener, week. Listener, if you cheated on somebody using a Excel spreadsheet, you know what? Know. Any of the Microsoft Office products, we're open yeah. to any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. We're in Outlook, <laughs> Word, PowerPoint. Yeah. Teams? Imagine somebody uses PowerPoint. Did forms? Like, they just make slides for each other. <laughs> fill, fill this is what form. I want to do to you. <laughs> Multiple choice. Are you horny? <laughs> They use the shape tool in PowerPoint. Yeah. You're like, yeah. let's try this. <laughs> no, I'm still on forms of like... <laughs> Square peg round Which hole. of these places would you like to go? <laughs> Multiple choice. <laughs> oh, God. Yeesh. Yeah. Wowzers. The top grossing film of the time, however, was Signs by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, wow. I've seen that movie. Aliens. That movie scared me. Yeah, it's, it, I, I can't say that I've seen it. Have you seen it, Max? I didn't see Signs. You didn't see signs? I didn't see signs. Um, Never. I think maybe a long time ago, but I maybe just bits and pieces. There's one part, like, it didn't scare me because I don't, I'm not scared of aliens, and also the aliens are taken down by water. That Sounds like you've seen it. That doesn't seem too scary to me, but there's a couple good jump scares in that movie. Like, there's mm. one where they're watching a home video, and all of a sudden, an alien walks across the screen really fast, and it's, it's a good jump scare moment. Mm. Oh. Yeah. We love those. Uh, some of the top news of the month. This was, again, August 23rd, 2002. Uh, U.S. Airways declared bankruptcy, which was caused by the air travel slowdown following the events of September 11th. Sure. So U.S. Air, poof, disappears. Uh, and in the world of accounting, which we know is thrilling. Riveting. First yeah, Excel and now accounting. Yeah. I was going to say, probably, you know, connected somehow. Yeah, honestly, the, the everything is just as riveting as the Pivot movie we're about to talk table, about. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so the accounting scandals abound as WorldCom. Do you guys remember WorldCom? No. It was in the competition for like AT&T, Sprint, and Verizon as like early early telecom uh, communication companies and it was based out of the south but they continue to be subject to fraud because they discovered more accounted for money i think in the tune of like 3.6 billion additional dollars of like unaccounted for fraudulent funding so you know they're going the way in ron everybody which is just mm -hmm. we love to see it and with that are you guys ready to talk about this cinematic masterpiece 
I am. Yes. It Let's. was great. It was a great movie. It's fantastic. Let's dive into it, I'm shall we? I'm glad you think so. Yeah, it was, it was incredible, truly. Let's dive into it. We're starting off strong with bubble effects and mermaids. I, I did in the intro think, is this the 13th year too? Yep. <laughs> because it starts very similar to the 13th year. And I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way right now. I don't know why there are mermaids in this movie. I, I've watched it. It's not the only time these mermaids are going to appear. Mm. And even at the end, I have no idea why they're in this movie. <laughs> they appear thrice and are mentioned once. And all of, well, all of them seem wildly out of place. Yeah, it did, none of it makes sense to me. It's <laughs> like, why does that mean? Also, like the 13th year, portions of this movie, very horny. Mm, that's true. Lot of lot of making out happening uh, across this island here in Australia, where no one has an Australian accent. Mm, true. Also true. So it turns out that this mermaid sequence was a dream by our protagonist, daydream. Vicky Daydream. She's yeah. a daydreamer. Mm. Yeah, they don't really ever pay that off except for one other time in this first five minutes of the movie. But you know what? Vicky's a daydreamer. I think they're just supposed to try to establish with both the mermaid thing and the daydreaming that she is a free spirit. She is not an academic the way her parents or her sister is. She is a go with the flow. Let's see what happens. Life's a big adventure kind of gal. Yeah. Unlike her younger sister, and her perhaps younger brother, right? A little bit less free-spirited, at least in the younger sister side of things that we see. She's the one who sort of like jostles Vicky into a state of being. I want to point out, because this is not going to come up later, that the younger sister was on the show Reba. Did you guys watch that show? Oh, I didn't watch it, but <laughs> I, I know it. She was I the daughter on Reba, and I was like, why do I know her? But luckily I had IMDb open, and it helped. Mm, can't imagine why you had IMDb open. No I, um... I want to go ahead and, and and from the very beginning, give this movie some flowers based on a conversation we had last week. So last week we talked about Gotta Kick It Up. And yes. we had a conversation about the need to establish too many characters and that they were like trying to get us to connect with all these different people and that they should have taken the Phantom of the Megaplex approach. I want to, from the very beginning, give this movie some flowers. Of, I think they handled the siblings perfectly yep in this movie fully siblings are one note sister is a brainiac loves stars super smart brother loves bugs and that's all (laughs) you need to know about them that's everything you need to know they will play their roles perfectly from here on out and that they just like let them be there and i thought uh it was not long into the movie where i was like this is perfect this is exactly what we need from side characters in these films yeah and because like their frustrations the way that they make you feel makes sense and is part like yes you feel it i feel at home with these characters you know who I do love, though? The character that we're about to meet, and that is Granddad. Grandfather. Oh, yeah. Grandfather's the best. Gr- the best. <laughs> Literally the best character right off the bat. Super, like, just very chill, very encouraging, very welcoming of his grandchildren coming to the island. I got a real chuckle, a kick, if you will, out of his secondary roof situation which is (laughs) just a big ass umbrella out to the top of his sawed off top of his vw bug i had some questions about the physics of that right if they're driving staying on i also had questions about this yeah like who's holding it down because if it's any of the younger kids they're just out the vehicle like they they get parachuted away Mm -hmm. going down the road 
but no, Grandpa is dope. Uh, we we really enjoy him. Arrive back at his house. I, I think they're just this. We find out later, but it's important to know now that this is the kid's second summer, or at least they've had sequential summers on this island here because we get some like, oh, we have previously established relationships here. And as after they arrive at the at the house, you just learn a little bit more about the dynamic that we've already discussed between the kids, right? And then you also get a phone call where um, Marissa talks to her parents on the phones. Vicky? Sorry, I'm, call her Mar- Mar- I'm calling her Marissa, Marissa the whole Cooper time. Marissa Cooper from the OC. She's from, mm. She is Marissa in my... I don't even know who Vicky is. Marissa <laughs> talks on the phone to her parents, and you don't know what they're saying. You just hear... You just see her kind of get a little clammy like i will i promise okay okay like you get her like that and you're immediately like okay there's some drama with the parents mm-hmm. um and then shortly after she's talking to uh grandpa after after she does a really good dramatic look out the window oh yeah which, so many dramatic looks which i gotta say she takes into the oc because she nails the longing dramatic look um uh, but mm. it it turns out there's a new school opening up and she did well for English, but she didn't do so well for math and science. And her parents are putting pressure on her to get into this school. So she's like reading a physics book. And her grandpa's like, well, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I do? Also, not only does he say why, let's also just like, I love grandpa so much. So not only does he say, why are you reading that physics book? Here, I have a gift for you. I went and got your poems published in a book. That I like, I made this book for you of the poems that you wrote last time you were here, volume one. This is what support looks like, Vicky. Like, I, you're very talented. I'm like, you. I cried. What? <laughs> what a good. He's the best. What a, what a good human. He, this man. Yeah, and not just, not just that she had written while she was there. It's implied that she sent them to him. Yeah, so letters. He says, like, they shouldn't be in those envelopes you sent. They should be celebrated. And so. Every poem that she wrote and sent to him, he has put in a book as a like volume of all the stuff she's written. And you get this uh, connection immediately that like, he is the person that is encouraging this part of her. That is like the, the family members she connects with, that she sends her writings to, that celebrates this part of who she is, is granddad. And I said, Oh my God, he is such a prince. He better not die. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the next scene? Oh, yeah. A hug where the hug hurt granddad. Mm, mm. Let's see that development there for yeah. our eventual heartbreak of. of uh, yep. Didn't like it. I just have to mention very quickly, then we'll move on. We meet granddad's pets. Uh, yeah. And. I just think Mr. Rochester is one of the best names for a pet I've ever had in any kind of... He's a good boy, too. He's a good boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rochester. Mr. Just Rochester. Just a great name. Just, awesome. just dope. Dope doggo. Um, the day... The new day dawns. The children are about to go about their activities. But first, we have an interruption for a, a recurring face in this, the community theater of DCOMs. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Ryan Merriman. Welcome back, we buddy. Shirtless, shirtless Ryan, Ryan Merriman. Yeah. It's been a year since Luck of the Irish, and boy, has he grown. Thank you, Ryan. Welcome back. 14-year-old Molly would have been like, flood the basement, all right? <laughs> oh, God. Wow. 14-year-old Molly would have been like, shit. whoa. What the 
fuck? You don't know that phrase? <laughs> I do now. You know what? Let's <laughs> stick on it for a while. Um, uh, well, we back could, returning we could, books. We could talk about the 13th year's boners all the time, but the minute I say that, now we're too far. <laughs> Could talk about. No, I'm, the I'm happy for Misha Barton, you know. Sticky fingers from the 13th year and all the lotion. <laughs> I say that. Hey, listen, we're happy for Misha Barton. Yes. Misha Barton is going to be popping off this movie and like, yeah. not, good on you, Queen. Not She's gonna uh, be her last her time some. in a sexy love triangle because oh, she yeah. is good at a sexy love yeah. triangle. This, this girl is dancing with multiple boys in this movie, and we're proud of you. Yes, like, we I'm are. just live your yeah. dream girl pop so, off queen so. i get why she was cast in the oc after watching this mm. movie mm -hmm. so ryan merriman returns playing the character adam adam is coming to return books some of the philosophy books that grandfather all right i want to pause did it grade on both of you that they called him grandfather in the most formal pseudo English accent the entire time of this movie I it did for me I thought that was because they're in Australia and Australia is was a British colony a thing. prison colony yeah but it, I mean, I, so are we yeah but I thought it was because but less recent so I thought it was because of that person. Grandfather. But I also think it's really weird that this, at least the book is set in Australia and it was filmed on location in Australia and not a single person had an accent. Yeah, it is odd. Very odd. But in any case, Adam is returning books to Grandfather. The middle sister science girl takes a liking to Adam because Adam is going early admission to Harvard for his studies in marine biology. Um, and asks if what is the little little sister's name sophie yeah. susie susie it's, susie sophie is halloween town thank you right. thank susie you. is her susie. name a, a superior little sister uh, mm, sophie is superior sophie is i mean oh. sophie's the best one in halloween town uh, so yeah. agreed no arguments susie would like to go and examine the science facilities where adam works and vicky is also there. She comes along. Well, she mm -hmm. wants to meet a dolphin. She says, mm. I love dolphins. I've never met one, but I want to meet them. And in route, we are introduced to the second. By the way, also want to pause and just love the fact that we deal with maybe seven names this whole movie. And we're not dealing with like 12 that are trying sure. to be deeply developed the whole time. There actually are a lot of a lot of characters in lead roles, but it's not there's not so many side characters or they're just not trying to establish so many like mm -hmm. they make room for the triangle um and then they sort of let everybody else get out of the way which i think is great very well done but introducing the second member of that triangle is zachary gray i think you mean dean his name is dean <laughs> i called him dean the whole time the same way i called vicky marissa the whole time so yeah uh-huh yeah, Dean Palabecki. from Gilmore Girls, everyone. Mm -hmm. From from Gilmore Girls. It's Dean. Yeah. He's also in a super show people like. Supernatural. Uh, Supernatural. That's the one. As Sam, yeah. I believe, is his character's name. And I think the other character's name is Dean. Weirdly. Which is very weird. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you're right. My uh, One of my roommates used to watch that show all the time, but I've never watched it. So he's Zachary Gray in this movie. Dean. Uh, mm -hmm, rolls up in a Porsche. As Susie calls him, Prince thinks he's charming, which I said, nice. Got, Got him. him. Good, good shot, Susie. What we find out about Zachary Gray is that he... Dean. Yeah, uh -huh, he doesn't <laughs> reply to letters at all. 
he's, he's a very wealthy bad pen pal and he is what he's a bad pen pal a yeah, yeah. bad pen pal yeah a little bit on the wealthier side mm-hmm. a little bit more affluent mm-hmm. and i mean he's driving of, a porsche yeah so. and kind of a schmoozer a smooth talker well he's a play a mm. player i think yeah hmm that's certainly the way it comes off for sure and you immediately get this feeling uh that they sort of set up that is going to be like ryan merriman's sort of like the nerdy kid who's going to have the like good heart and dean is going to be the like bad boy who there's like a past with and they're going to be this like love triangle and that's sort of what happens but i think this movie twists that a little bit and um doesn't just give you that like very common uh trope which is cool i I appreciate it and right off the bat she ditches dean because she's mad at him i'm proud of her proud of her for standing up for herself she she does it frequently love that and i gotta say ryan's cuter wow bold yeah i'm saying it bold i'm I'm sticking to it and it's not just because he has dolphin friends but that would help Uh Uh uh-huh it it truly is the company you keep they head to the marine facility where adam and Susie are having a bunch of science talk about like how dolphins communicate what do they use to talk is it a formal language is it you know what's happening in the sea they talk about they this happens so frequently they talk about the evolution of the whales and dolphins how they went from land to the ocean and the way they talked about it throughout this movie irked me because it sounded like the way ryan was talking about it i'm sorry adam it sounded like the way adam was talking about it, it was like it happened over a weekend like a long weekend the whales just up and decided we want to go in the water now same with the dolphins and that's the tone he uses the entirety of this film he's like yeah so when they decided to go into the water thousands of years my guy that's how evolution works but you know in the in in the relative life of the universe it is kind of like a long weekend down and you know <laughs> i think of thousands of years is really nothing when you look at the entire life of the the earth and you know the life on earth a thousand years is a blinking of an eye you know so you're telling me that i that mean human existence is really is, just yeah. a blink in the eye of earth's time and you know just uh-huh yeah uh-huh. so over know, like I the universe crediting his understanding of, mm-hmm. of the time adam's just thinking in the totality of the universe whereas yeah. you're thinking in your own life experience yeah for sure for sure <laughs> so in the universe's memorial day weekend we had some great evolutionary capabilities occur yeah. for yeah. our for I our mean, dolphin for the universe uh, a weekend is you know probably to tens be, of thousands of years <laughs> to be fair to be fair the Pachyacutus. Oh, tell me more. It dates back 50 million years ago. So maybe it's a little more than a long weekend. For the universe? Well, 50 million years. It's a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look this up because I need need to know more about. You're so good. I need to know more about the dolphins walking on land. Well, while you learn about that... It says it took millions of years for them to evolve to a dolphin. I'm sure that's true. That, yeah. Yeah, that, you know that is indeed how evolution I mean, works. I'm on 
Wikipedia, and I don't think there oh, can be anything strong inaccurate source. there. So. so what you're telling me, it's less of a long weekend and more of perhaps a month-long experience in the, right. in the, in the un- right. lifespan in of the, the universe. In the, yeah. theory, in the relativity of the universe. Now, mm. my favorite part of this conversation is when they talk about how these creatures are the only uh, mammals oh to have made this transition oh from land to sea. And Vicky says, well, what about mermaids? I, that's when I was like, shut up. And, <laughs> and, and Adam's like, well, Vicky, actually, here's what's crazy. He okay? did a good job here's what's converting. Crazy. No, no, no. Susie is the one that's like, the, the, Susie's the one that's like, Vicky, don't be ridiculous. There's no such thing as mermaids. And Adam is like, well, actually, you know, there's been some studies that, that people saw porpoises and thought they were mermaids, which led Vicky to then say the line that was like, well, they weren't myths to the mariners. They had to believe in mermaids. They were on the water for, you know, years. And I thought, <laughs> that doesn't make them real, Vicky. <laughs> Just because they had to believe in a mermaid or they had to accept that they wanted to fuck a dolphin doesn't make the mermaid real. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> they were real to them. They were real to them. Shut but up. You either Vicky. you either need to deal with the fact that you're attracted to a dolphin. Is that what or from? we yes. need to accept that mermaids are real. Yes. That is hundred percent. I mean, I know that from how I met your mother. I didn't the mermaid realize theory that was is real. indeed based on fact, like a historical. So, so like they were anecdote. out at sea for so long that they started looking at dolphins and going, "I'd fuck that dolphin." Yes, I'd fuck that dolphin. <laughs> and then instead of coming to terms with what that meant they thought what if it was a must be a must be a half person and then you gotta love that fish half you still have to think about the fact that they're gonna fuck the fish half though (laughs) yeah it's got a top half it's got titties listen we gotta ask then all this conversation (laughs) yep i gotta know i gotta know top half fish bottom half human or top half human bottom half fish what you going with malls i'm going top half top half human it's got a mouth right that's a yep that's true <laughs> jesus <laughs> that'll work it's got hands yep that'll work. alan top half human bottom half fish no yeah we're three for three here uh 100% <laughs> it's got a mouth is the answer <laughs> that's a mouth and hands and titties i mean what do you need like <laughs> yeah uh, like uh, you know looks i don't have to stare fish eyes you know like <laughs> just like it doesn't uh, have gills that are visible i'm not i'm not that much of a leg man you know what i mean like <laughs> I, it can talk to you like it can yeah communicate. we can carry on a conversation yeah. personality matters you know Instead of like, gasping for air when it's it's above Maybe, water. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Sorry, sorry. Let's start over. I can communicate and have conversation. We definitely didn't start with it has a mouth. That's yeah, not no, what no. we. That's not where we started. No, no. no we care about what's inside. Yeah, that's I, what matters. I, I'm not a. I'm not an ass man. I'm a personality man. I'm a brain guy. Yeah, yeah. It's what's inside that counts. You're the brain, correct? So. 
This isn't the wildest thing that happens, though, when we have the, th this conversation. I, just don't, I really don't understand why mermaids get mentioned here. It like, makes no why sense. Are they, let me ask you this, Alan. You read about the book a little bit. I are did. there mermaids in the book? Fuck no. I mean, at least not from like. Fuck the, no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. Fuck no. I didn't even watch you do it to Ted No. No, there's not at all. Yeah, like, so from what I've read, granted, this is like a Wikipedia synopsis, and then I went to like some some spark. Note situations. Y'all, I've been to Sparknote since high school. They've upgraded their website. I'm um, just, yeah, go yeah, ahead. So, I, no, it's not a pervasive mention, at least if I'm not reading the text itself. I'm just trying to figure out if the mermaids were there as a callback to the book because no. they certainly have nothing to do with anything in this movie. No, no, like the book itself is so, what I gathered in the very short time that I read those, those sites, the book is very much about Vicky grappling with death. She knows grandpa has leukemia the entire time. Oh, wow. That is very different. And she knows grandpa's going to die at the end of the summer. And Zachary tries to kill himself. Yes. Like, Whoa! It is, I'm it reading the synopsis like, right there, now. Like a, a dolphin dies. There is like, there is... There is death lot, that happens. A, a lot more death. Is it what starts you're with a funeral of a commander on the island, a family friend. Like it's like the whole thing. It's is, the whole thing is about. It's death. literally yeah. Vicky dealing with death. So, but here Vicky deals with mermaids, and I don't she, see the word mermaid at all here. Yeah. yeah, and she loves them enough to mention them three times and have two daydreams about them. What happens next is wild though, because we call over the dolphins. This is that amazing that uh adam is studying he's like let's take a look feed the dolphins you know hey Susie, you want to feed the dolphins i don't like fish all right cool nerdy For sister a out scientist she is so squeamish well she likes stars yeah but she won't star science she, is not fish science she won't That's feed true. the dolphin and then another point she like is freaked out by the uh, younger brother having a bug yeah, she doesn't like bugs and then she there's another like, one too yeah like, like animal wife she doesn't care for animal life, Again, it seems. Star science, not animal science. She's a star science person. Yeah. We have this science chatter happening in the background between Adam and Susie. And while that is happening, we get some way too long eye shots on a dolphin's eye and on Misha Barton's eyes. Mm -hmm. Like they are so, they dwell so long on that dolphin eye looking out of the water. And I wrote down, and I need you to know, I legitimately wrote this down. I was like, wait a goddamn minute. Is she speaking with the dolphin right now? Yes. The next thing I wrote is, yes. Yes, she is. I was like, mm -hmm. hell yeah, when this started. Aquamisha. <laughs> it tickled me. It tickled me so much. I was like, thank God she's going to talk to this dolphin now. I mean, I, I peaked the the summary on disney plus uh -huh. as i went to hit play and i saw that she communicated with dolphins in the did you in know the d plus summary wow yeah. so it wasn't a, it didn't hit you with like a wrecking ball as it did for me it, it did not no i i knew that she was going to communicate with dolphins now i did not read surrounded by death mm -hmm. um but disney <laughs> plus mentioned something that i think is pertinent which is her connection <laughs> with dolphins also you can understand that we'd have a different thought process going sure. into the film then couldn't you i'm reading surrounded by death and you're reading dolphin chatter like right <laughs> also the thing that the dolphin wants to talk about is her pregnancy sure they kind of suck for capturing a pregnant dolphin. 
right? I guess I don't have a read on I, I don't have a read on this facility. It seems like these dolphins are free roaming, but that they have a an area they can bring them into. Because like later when the dolphin gives birth, he has to like let in the dad. And then the other dolphin like saves the kid in the ocean. Like it seems like they're free roaming dolphins. It's not I, like they are like captured dolphins. My understanding was that it was par- it was in the ocean, but it was constricted to where the dolphins could be, and they just didn't have the dad. Well, the, so it's Enid. I feel like we, mm. let, let's name our dolphins. Enid is the one who is uh, Vicky meets first and is pregnant. The father's name is Basil. Who the fuck named these dolphins? Basil. Uh, Basil. But I love them. Enid. Enid and Basil. So I think I think that they are keeping Enid to study her, but that does not mean she will be kept forever. I know. I just think that if they, I don't know, felt weird to be like. The I don't know enough about the humane treatment of I'm sure they're very nice dolphins. to them, but it just felt like she's pregnant. You might not want to put stress on her by doing all this stuff. Yeah. That's well, fair. I mean, also, what we find out later is that we, after meeting Enid and having the, the pregnancy conversation, Adam puts Vicky to work. They go out to the ocean to meet Basil. And we find out that it's probably safer for Enid to be in the, the sort of captive area because dolphins have been getting injured because of the villain of this movie, uh, Nets. <laughs> So Nets are the villain of this film. Well. Uh, and specifically capitalism and Nets at the same time, the villains of this film, really. And Basil comes up and he's got a little nick on him. And Adam's like... I thought, oh my God, finally we're in Australia and we're getting a shark. We're not. No, you get Nets. No. You get Nets. But also, uh, we, we have more telepathic communication between Vicky and Basil. They become fast friends. Also, yeah. my favorite thing about the dolphin scenes are that when they show the dolphin and then they show the dolphin jumping and then they show the dolphin underwater, that those are definitely all the same dolphin and shot in the same two-foot depth that mm. they're in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly not in a theme park or an aquarium. Those are dolphins that they found in the ocean and interacted with there. And didn't just have generic dolphin B-roll. Mm. Of. Absolutely not. I, I got to say, in this scene, I'm on board with Vicky reading the minds of dolphins, okay? Same. What I was not ready for was her to be the voice of a dolphin (laughs) and for it to speak through her with a low, deep voice. (laughs) When, When Adam says, oh, he has a cut, what happened? And you, you see Vicky mind meld with Basil and then go, hard sharp seaweed <laughs> and i was like the fuck is this voice what is happening right Her now powers are so unclear it's bananas to me i <laughs> got there's this like it, i mean it is suggested in this moment that like i said she is vocalizing for the dolphin and later seaweed. she will like she will like mind meld and black out and will like <laughs> yes, she will take physical action that she is seemingly not in control of as the dolphins like personify her body. It is uh, fucking wild, man. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, dude, when that and we're we're jumping ahead, but when that scene happened and she busts out of the water like like Ariel and goes, ah! <laughs> 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 and 
<laughs> walks to the beach and has the audacity sitting on the beach to look at Ryan Merriman in his professional face, in his professional co-star face, and go, how did I get here? <laughs> what? <laughs> What do you mean? Dude, I just want you to fucking imagine somebody's like speaking to dolphins and then they come out. They, they, I'm a dude. They're fucking, they're fucking, they're fucking going to the By the way. And my favorite part about this entire movie, we get it over and over again. Is that when people are in peril <laughs> under the water, everybody just shouts no, their but, name like it's going to help. And nobody fucking helps. She's fucking two feet under the water. I can't hear you, bro. Her. No, it's like she was she she reached out. sideways. Right. She went straight down two feet. And he's like, where is she? <laughs> Reach down, Ryan. That's oh all you got to do. Oh, yeah. but that scream when she came out was so good. Bah! I loved it. <laughs> Woo. All right. Anyway, we jumped way far. We ahead, jumped way ahead. So oh, to get back onto the so much. <laughs> back onto the timeline, we have another drowning scene, and that is when Zach skidoo's out of the ocean with grace she, and she ease. Tries oh, yeah. to lay a fat one onto Vicky's face, and and mm -hmm. Marissa's like, no. Then casually slips in the death of his mother and the therapy he's been attending honestly, and the schools he's gotten kicked out of. Honestly, it was so blasé that I literally was like, is he joking? Like, yeah. I, I thought he was maybe saying it to get sympathy or to get her to go on a date with him or something because, and then as he kept going, I was like, oh no, it's not a joke. But it just literally, she's like, how's your year been? He's like, oh, you know, got kicked out of some schools. My mom's dead. My dad's dick. Went to therapy. And you're like, oh, oh, wow. We took, <laughs> that is a, yeah. took a whiplash. It did feel, I, I think that this is a moment where the writing failed this character a little bit because I, it did feel manipulative to me in the moment because he's like, he tries to kiss her. She won't kiss him. Then she is holding him accountable to not writing her back. Like I wrote you, you didn't write me, you know, you were a dick. And he says, I've just been really busy. I got kicked out of some schools. Oh yeah. And by the way, my mom's dead. And then, like, not long after that, she's like, that's not funny. He's like, I know. And then not long after that, he's like, can I at least have a hug? And, like, that feels manipulative. Yeah. Um, it's like I'm leveraging my trauma to get physical affection from you. Very manipulative. But, but then later you see him continue to deal with this, like, mom stuff and conflict with dad. And so – and it feels serious and – he doesn't continue to manipulate her. In the, so, like, I I think that the writing fails this character in this scene a little bit, but it definitely struck me as manipulative in the moment. I was like, ooh, bad look, not good. But while this is all occurring between Zach and Vicky, Robbie loses his Frisbee because somebody must have hucked that shit miles into the ocean. And Robbie went out to retrieve it. And in doing so, was swept under the waves and carried out into the ocean. And once again, I thought, it's go time, baby. Where's that shark? You thought shark in this moment? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's time for Robbie to die. <laughs> no, Mo I Molly, thought... Molly was expecting to, for Vicky to be surrounded by death. 
Yeah, that's what As it said. Per the IMDb description. Per the IMDb. Right. No, no, what I actually thought. <laughs> like, kid thrashing in the ocean? Listen, Jaws, baby! Kid, Jaws, fine. Alan, it's in Australia Alan, now. I want you to really put, the, put your noodle on this. Okay. Person in the ocean, in noodle. a place where there are great white sharks. There's a fucking chocolate lab running about. Is this not putting a very specific Jaws scene into your brain? I mean, yeah, it is from the first kid, Jaws film. Kid with a yellow float? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was a Frisbee, but yeah, yeah but a yellow Frisbee, yellow fucking float. Wait, they can't copy Jaws completely. Uh-huh. Anyway, I thought, I actually thought he was going to, Get a, a shark was going to come, but then the dolphins were going to save him from the shark. Uh, sure. Instead, what occurred is the dolphins just cut the middleman and decided to save the kid and also communicate for a long distance. They made a long distance call to Vicky's brain. Mm-hmm. And Vicky looks up and it's like, Robbie? And then is the only person who helps. Why do the sister and Dean not help at all? Like, they're like, our brother's gone, and Bisha Barton's running around in the ocean going, Robbie, Robbie, why are the other two not also in the ocean? They're or, just shouting. Like, looking but for Dean, help. Dean and Susie both are just like, Robbie, Robbie. <laughs> like, are you underwater, bro? Jump Robbie? in, bro. Get your sea do. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you've had a perfectly good fucking sea do right over there, Dean. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I mean, don't don't run over that kid with the fan blade, but yeah. Oh, God. But, like, look about a little bit. <laughs> look about, sure. But what happens is Basil, not, not of the great mouse detective, but Basil of this movie, the dolphin appears and heroically brings Robbie to the beach. Mm-hmm. And as everybody's like, well, and again, this is the first time this occurs of two times, which, again, if I had a nickel for every time this occurred in this movie, I'd have only two nickels, but it's weird that it happens twice. Robbie is like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone blacks out in the ocean. Everybody blacks out. Interact with dolphins, you black out. Yep. That, that adds up. And Basil pops his little dolphin head out of the ocean like, ah! And like <laughs> shoots a shot over at a, uh, uh, by the way, shoots a shot. I mean, a, a, a thought shot. He, he shoots a thought, thought shot. shot over at uh, Misha Barton. And Misha Barton's like, Basil did it. And then he, ah! And like jumps back in the ocean and disappears. <laughs> I like your dolphin. It's good. Thank I you. like all the times the <clears throat> dolphins, based on where they're trying to make it seem, would be in like six inches of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like beach themselves. <laughs> like, 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 it's again, not the same shot, but they're always like making it seem like the dolphins are like right there. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, Robbie's safe. We, yeah. we end up going back to grandpa's home. And it is in this moment where Vicky has to confide in somebody. And listen, grandfather has put all of her poems in a book, so he is the one to confide in. And she's like, am I crazy? I can definitely talk to dolphins. And he was like, you're not crazy. And gave a very like loving response of like... He reads her a nice poem. Yeah. A ring of endless light. Yeah. It was the name of the poem, not the... the and also the name of this yeah. film, to be fair. But we also see... Grandpa's definitely sick here. Grandfather is most certainly ill and doing a not so great job of covering it up, but just enough to show us the audience that he doesn't want to talk about it. It's not time to reveal this yet. They're planting the seed. A lot of people are asking how he is. The doctor at the 
um, the research uh, scientist at Adam's facility asks, how's your grandfather? The harbor master, how's your grandfather? All these people are asking Vicky and sort of in a knowing way, um, to which she asks like, why is everybody asking about you? And he plays it off. Mike. When you're 81 years old, people are just happy or surprised you're walking around and uh, sort of, you know, quickly gets out of the conversation. After this is when we meet Zach's father. He's an asshole. Mm. There's really not much more to say, but Zach's dad is an asshole. We learn a little bit more about Zach's dad later when Zach is like, well, no, my dad like would get mad at me for a second, then he'll just buy me something and it'll all be good again. Which is how we see the character portrayed. I mean, like the, the asshole bit in these interactions. Um, and we get the first instance of the triangle forming. Yeah. Between Adam, Zach, and Vicky. And it is over a confrontation between Adam, who's coming in hot to Zach, saying, Your dad sails in the Marine Rose. They're using these nets. It's your dad's fault that all these dolphins and sea life are getting killed. And Zach's like, the fuck? Naturally a bit confused. But to Zach's credit, is like, I agree. That's not great. Do you want to check out the boat? Well, first of all, he calls them dolphin huggers. Which yeah, is he did. I don't know what that is. A pretty good insult. <laughs> it was dolphin hugger and a couple of green piecers. <laughs> At least I understand what that was. Yeah, I understand Green But he's like, oh my God, are you a dolphin hugger now? And she's like, yeah, maybe I am. And I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think Zach's, to Zach's credit, he goes because he's curious about the dolphins. Correct. I think he wants to make out with Misha Barton. A hundred percent. With Adam present? I think I think he doesn't it's a, care. I think it's a dick measuring contest now, and yeah. I think it is a I want to make out with this girl. She's into dolphins. Cool. I mean, he literally says at the table, Adam's like, "Hey, these are the nets," because he comes at him hot. To your point, and Zach's response is, "I don't know what a drift net is." And so then Adam like draws a diagram. He's like, "This is what it is. Your dad's boats use them," and Zach says, "Anything for a lady." Mm. You want to go check it I out? I think like, he meant lay. In my <laughs> script, it says lay. Yeah, maybe. Um, but his his motivation, I agree, is not in this moment. Philanthropic. Uh, oh, dolphins. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. Uh, it, it's his motivation is to win over Mishbart. And so, yeah, they agree. I also just want to make a note. It was at this moment where I said to myself, "Got it." Jared Padalecki plays one character. He is. This is Dean. I understand. Like mm-hmm. the, his his delivery is exactly the same. His like like his body uh, language and the way he physically acts is exactly the same. The like lo- like everything about it is exactly the same as his character on Gilmore Girls. Um, and I was like, got it. He he does one thing. I understand now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very true. They arrive at the ship. And they say, Vicky, keep watch. Adam and I are going to go onto the ship and see if these drift nets are there. Mm-hmm. Make it onto the ship. And the captain and his suspicions are immediately aroused. He exits the ship and Zach, to his credit, smooth talker. Also, it's his dad's boat, right? I mean, like, I feel like you can get away with almost anything. It's your dad's boat. 
But Adam believes that he has seen the drift nets. They, they escape a lot of suspicion, at least initially. And Adam believes he's seen the drift nets. And they need to go report it to the harbor master. But yeah. not before. But not before. After Adam leaves. Zach gets his smooch. Yeah, he does. And then delivers this classy line. Dream about me. He is so smooth. I mean, is he? Because she doesn't dream about him at all. She actually dreams about Adam. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, felt... I thought he had some swagger. In oh, yeah, like, swagger at, off the chain. At least if I was 16, I would have been like, oh, that's so I thought you were sweet. into Ryan Merriman. Listen, much like Marissa, I can be into both of them. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Absolutely. <laughs> how how saying, dare you, Matt? I'm just saying, I want to respect the God forbid I make somebody choose. Yeah. I want to respect the game, okay? Yeah, no, hey. Uh, and and as a 16-year-old, that would have been like, Would oh. you say he had, he had Riz? I would say he had the Riz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had the Riz. You know what's interesting, though? I got to yeah, say. tell me. This is not Misha Burton's first time being in a love triangle oh, it's early with time. someone named Ryan. Thank God. Oh. oh mm-hmm. Because uh, as her role, Marissa Cooper, on the literally incredible TV show, The uh-huh. O.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very invested in this one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm you sure probably are. know that she is in a love triangle with Ryan Atwood, uh-huh. the bad boy with a good heart. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And... Luke, the captain of the water polo team, douchebag that she's been dating for a long time. Mm-hmm. She ultimately ends up with Ryan. She actually ultimately ends up dead, but I don't have time to get into the drama that sure. is the OC. Well, yeah, I, I do want to point out, though, the OC came out one year after this, and that surprised me for some reason. She looks a lot older in the beginning of the OC than she does in this movie. But hey, sure up. I can't actually be sure of that, and I am going to rewatch The O.C. to find out. Sure. Uh-huh. In it. its I need to watch it my first time. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we could make something out of this. Anyway, you will learn when you watch The O.C. that one of the main characters is Kirsten Cohen. Kirsten mm-hmm. Cohen is the mother of Seth Cohen. Uh-huh. And Ryan's, like, adopted mom. Uh-huh. She's wonderful. She's played by Kelly Rowan, who uh-huh. this is not her first time playing a mother because she plays Peter's mother in the childhood classic Hook. Mm. Oh, we love Hook. Yeah. And we especially love Hook because our main character, Peter Banning, is Mr. Robin Williams. One of, of the greats. One of the best of all time. And I actually first saw Robin Williams. I mean, of course, I first heard him in Aladdin. But sure. when I first really like knew him as an actor was when he played Alan Parrish in Jumanji. Of course. Great. The classic. Great movie. Yeah. And uh, alongside him in Jumanji is um, Bonnie Hunt playing mm-hmm. Sarah Whittle, who plays the game with at, when they're kids. And then he, uh, they unfortunately, of course, have to pick that game back up years later. Mm-hmm. Bonnie Hunt has voiced a lot of characters in her day, including Dolly in the later Toy Story films. Oh. Yeah. 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 Dolly. Big fan. Uh, And of course, uh, where would the Toy Story films be without our cowboy, Woody? We do love Woody. Mm -hmm. Voiced by the lovable. If anybody was going to give Robin Williams a run for their money on the most lovable person, it would be Tom Hanks. Sure. Because we love Tom Hanks. Alan, what's your favorite movie? What's my favorite movie? 
yeah, think about who we're talking about here. Yeah, you're going to say Forrest Gump. Right? I am going to say Forrest Gump. My name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. Well, Tom Hanks is obviously Forrest in Forrest Gump. Uh, and, you know, when I think about Forrest Gump, you probably think Tom Hanks. You might even think Sally Field. You might think life is like a box of chocolates. But I think about the additional hairstylist on set. Is oh, that their title? Where I thought you were going, but okay. Who'd you think I was going to say? Lieutenant Diane? Lieutenant Dan, Dan, Ice Cream. Lieutenant Dan, Ice Cream. You got no legs. legs, Lieutenant Dan. I missed Lieutenant Dan on Mission Space. I had to ride that ride the other day for a video, and I was like, Gina Torres is not as good. Give me Gary Sinise. Anyway, (laughs) Dale Miller was the additional hairstylist on Forrest Gump. And you know what? By the time 1998 rolled around, he had been promoted to hairstylist. Whoa. Dale Miller, thank you for your hard work on. Armageddon. Oh, nice, Sam Miller. Who knew I nice. would say that? Nice. Well done. You know, lots of uh, great roles in Armageddon as well, but maybe none as great as Shawnee Smith, who plays Redhead. <laughs> great. <laughs> An important role. An important role. Uh, yeah. She had a more important role, though, as Meg Penny in The Blob, the cult classic horror film. Also in that movie is Kevin Dillon, who played Brian Flagg. Kevin Dillon also played Lucky Larry in the sea disaster film Poseidon. Mm -hmm. You know who else was in Poseidon? A man who was not new to a sea disaster film. Richard Nelson, a character in Poseidon, is played by Richard Dreyfuss. Mm. A man who's been on the sea before, of course, as Matt Hooper in the best movie of all time, 1975's Steven Spielberg, award-winning, iconic, first summer blockbuster, highest grossing film when it debuted, a feat of filmmaking, mechanics, and dreams. Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're doing, yeah, understood, yeah. Now, in Jaws, it, it stars several different characters. Of course, you've got Chief Brody, but where would Chief Brody be without his trusty sidekick, Deputy Hendricks, mm-hmm. played by Jeffrey Kramer? Jeffrey Kramer went on to, after being an actor, went on to be a producer, and he produced shows such as The Practice. And there was a gentleman named James Whitmore who had a few, few recurring roles on The Practice, or a few recurring episodes, I should say, as a character named Raymond Oz. And wouldn't you know it, James Whitmore is the best character in this film. True. Grandfather. Grandfather. Mm. I like that we end with grandfather. Yeah, he's the best. I thought he would get in here. Yeah, it's mm. fine. That's, yeah, that's definitely where <laughs> we should go through. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to get yeah, away. It's fine. Are you no, sure there okay. were no other no. TV shows you wanted to touch? No, but, no, yeah. no. I'm, that was great, Molly. You did great. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we could have gone up and back through the OC and gone through um, Gilmore because, you know, Dave Rogowski uh, in Gilmore was played by Adam Brody, who, of course, was Seth Cohen in the OC, so it's not like you had an opportunity. You could have gone out and back in I could have done a little cul-de-sac, but you have um, to forgive me when I had the chance to put Jaws in. It was my only uh, Feels like you could have started with Jaws and gone out and then come back through, hit both Misha Barton and Jay. Uh, uh, you know, it's fine, real. though. It's fine. I'm not a critic. I'm not a critic. It just feels like, you know, what you could have done is you could have gone Misha Barton 
to the OC, to, to Dave Rogalski, to Jared Padalecki, and hit two of them on the way out. You know, there's just, I'm just, I'm just suggesting there are a lot of ways to get Gilmore Girls in there, you know, just, um, but you know, it's fine. I, 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 it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Is Gilmore Girls a show? I, I am loving every second of this. That, I haven't heard of it. Was it popular? I just, Okay. God, is um, this what it feels like to be on the outside looking in? <laughs> I love uh, it. Okay. If I know anything about Gilmore Girls, which I don't know a lot, but I, I've, I, I think everyone loves Dean. <laughs> I think he's a beloved <laughs> character. There are some people that like him. He's okay until he cheats on his wife. Uh, that makes him pretty hateable. Other every other one's other favorite character oh Rory. Rory that's correct yeah, yeah. who turns out to be awesome <laughs> the, yeah. best. the best she's definitely not the reason I couldn't make it through a whole season yeah, yeah. oh god that was incredible Woo. you've been Armageddon the part of the show where Molly by no one's urging has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon don't tell her to stop because she won't so Misha Barton after being told to dream about Zach by Zach she instead dreams once more of being a mermaid. And who should appear beneath the water, beneath the ring of endless light here below the waves, but Adam, a also as a merman. A merman! Merman! <laughs> I just cannot with the mermaid thing. I just don't understand why it's in this movie. <laughs> and, and as he appears, they share a smooch under the water, these two people. Yeah, they do. And... Vicky wakes up confused and, and a little bit uh, a flutter, I would imagine. They go to the next day where after Adam sort of returns and meets the family for dinner, Vicky and grandfather and Susie and Robbie, the harbor master returns after having been given the tip from Adam that there were these drift nets on the boat. And the harbor master, surprise, surprise, finds nothing aboard the Marine Rose. Somebody got a little wise to the goings-on of those of those nets on the boats. There, there's a lot that hate plays out here, but what confused the hell out of me, though, and I'm sincerely hoping both of you can help me with this, mm-hmm. is that Vicky and Adam get in an argument, Yeah, and I don't, for the life of me, know what started it. Uh, I'm nothing. so confused. Well, Vicky's insecurities are what started it. Vicky's feeling insecure because she's hearing the voices of dolphins and losing control of her body because they're taking over her brain. And she knows that if she tells somebody, they're going to think she's a crazy person. Okay. Uh Uh And then Adam expresses that he had a similar experience, that the reason that he was in Florida the first time he saw a dolphin, and he makes sure to note that it wasn't at a theme park, but that... He was in Florida, he saw a dolphin, they swam around him, this pod encircled him, and that he then sort of says, like, that's a ridiculous thing for him to have made a life decision on, sort of playing off this uh, experience. I don't really understand what the next part of it, what, what, what the fuck he's talking about. Because she's like, why is it ridiculous? It's a beautiful moment. And he's like, but I'm a scientist. I need to prove something. It's like, I, sorry, I gotta what, say, what are though, you proving? He's a bad scientist. He's a yes. bad marine biologist because 
a detail, a crucial detail you left out of his little dolphin story is that he sees a fin coming and he thinks it's a shark. But then it leaps out of the water and he says, no shark could do that. Oh, we're going to um, talk about breaching. You absolute moron. There's a <laughs> fucking wow. special wow. every goddamn wow. year on Shark Week called Air Jaws. The entire thing <laughs> is just sharks jumping out of the water and then like them giving medals for the shark that jumps the best out of the water because it happens so fucking frequently. I have seen it with my eyeballs. So you, sir, are a real shit marine biologist. And yeah. so the fact that his argument is, I'm a scientist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no. So so in support of Molly's argument, Shark Week debuted in 1988 for the first time. Uh, he Air should Jaws, have seen yeah, Air, Air Jaws. Jaws as the edition did not debut until 2001, but he should have seen it because it was in 2001. It was Air Jaws Sharks of South Africa. Should have been, I mean, a, a new debut, actually. Uh, yeah, like it, he, it very popular. Certainly he's tuning into the newest special on Shark Week. Correct. But also, as a child who had VHS tapes of shark shows that my mom would tape for me, like of Shark Week in the 90s i had seen sharks jump out of the water sure of course even Just, if there was an air jaws even if air jaws which is a spectacular program i highly recommend it to anyone doesn't exist people knew sharks could jump out of the water yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course um ultimately though she misha martin is feeling uh insecure by someone kind of belittling a an experience with dolphins that's like the one she's having so she gets aggressive and he is insecure about things that are unexplainable to him because he is a scientist and wants things to be proven. He doesn't like things that cannot be explained. And so both of them, this is a clashing of philosophies of the unexplained, the creative, the artist with the scientists, the logical, the analytical. And this is just it happening in front of you in form of an argument. It's not a very well put together argument, but that's what's happening in this moment. Right. That, thank you. Because I saw that. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Like we're yelling at each other. It's like, why are we yelling? I just had no idea what was happening. Adam eventually storms out, not because of this argument, but because of his frustration and disgust with the harbor master's inability to perform yet another job on his to-do list, which is to be a, uh, a private investigator uh, and also FBI agent able to arrest folks with or without a warrant. Mm-hmm. The harbor master really does do a lot in this town. It's a oh, yeah. catch-all job in this one. I hope that they're paying him enough. I have some worries about that. But this leads to a conversation between Vicky and Grandpa, and Vicky's like, why does Adam make me feel this way? And Grandpa thinks that Vicky challenges Adam and then makes a star analogy mm-hmm. about if a light burns out on a star, it could take you a long time for the light to hit you because it's so far away. And maybe Adam's light just hasn't hit you yet. Is this also when they're looking at the stars and he's like, I wish your sister would just like look at how pretty they are sometimes instead of trying to study them and write everything down. Yes. That Mm -hmm. is that part. He's so wise. I also need to mention something I haven't mentioned yet, but it drove me crazy from minute one, but this was the peak of it. The audio doesn't line up with the visual of this movie at all. Correct. Um, 
most of the voice lines are not matching lips at all throughout this entire film. And uh, the most egregious version of this, which this is not uh, what I'm about to mention is not would happen in a lot of movies, but it's just so poorly edited and like they use the clip so poorly. There's a scene where grandfather is talking to Vicky and you can see his mouth in the foreground of the shot, like in the top corner is his jaw and mouth. And it's just moving, moving away. And there's like nothing being said. Like there's no line being delivered. And it's just, he's just speaking a million miles a minute, man. And there's no, the, throughout this entire film, the dialogue does not line up with the um, movement of mouths. It's so, it was so distracting to me in many a scene. Saw it, was very frustrated by it. Agreed. But you know what? We get to uh, we get to be introduced to a, a guilt trip about money and lifestyle and capitalism here. We get we get to come back to a classic villain from a decom when Dad and Zach meet over lunch, and Zach is like, "Hey, Dad, talk to me about drift nets." Mm-hmm. And instead of acknowledging anything that Zach just said, is like, "Do you like your lifestyle?" Do you like the schools you rarely attend? How do you feel about the house you have and the car you drive? This is a company founded by my father, and I intend to see it run the same way today. And then he throws on his monocle like the Monopoly guy and fucking skips out of there. Except for before he leaves, he says one of, I think, the worst things a a decom parent has said, which is basically stop being a whiny baby and grow up and get over it in yeah. reference to his mother dying yeah correct you can't use your mother dying as an excuse to mope about and this place like, any longer get over it like stop moping and it's like whoa yeah hey dad fuck you is the appropriate response to that one that like yeah. no my guy one are we clicking the single parent counter up for this? Yeah, we have to. I think he's a, a main yeah. enough character that yeah. mm-hmm. it counts. Well, he's and, part of the love triangle. And two, I do want to say, I know we had a couple episodes ago said we were annoyed of shitty dads. I actually think it works here because much like the siblings, I only need this dad to have one note. I actually don't need this dad to have a redemption arc. I don't need this dad to be anything but a dick so that you understand where Zach, it's like leverage for Zach or motivation for Zach's behavior. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I'll I'll go one step further, which is to say, it's not it's not the focus of the movie, so it's not like it gets super well developed. But another flower I want to give this film is that they actually do a good job of showing that men not dealing with their emotions is a, a negative trait. They make yep. dad's inability to deal with mom's death. Uh, part of what makes him a villain and part of what makes him a poor father versus we see Ryan Merriman later in the film acknowledge like the reason I responded that way is out of jealousy and he's able to communicate what motivated a response and what emotion that was that motivated a response and you see this like navigation through that a little bit and it's a much healthier again it's not the point and so you don't see it fully developed or explored but there are hints throughout this film of a positive look at at men or young men at least um able to acknowledge their emotions i'll even add one minor thing on top of that uh max even though ryan merriman leads in saying 
this is going to sound crazy. Don't laugh at me showing some of the hesitation of expressing emotion. He still does it. I think the yeah. reluctance to share and then the share is even, is an even better flower to give it just because I think, you know, that's a struggle. So we have another whiplash moment though, from this crazy dad aggressive scene because a dolphin's got to have a baby. Enid's got to give birth. This scene is fucking wild. I did not have I, dolphin birth on my bingo I, card. I agree. Ever uh, for a decom, es- but especially the way it was shown. Like, wow. Did I, I watch a real dolphin birth? I, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, God, don't know the answer to that question. It, it, and at real. the end, and at the end of it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> It, it, let's just try so to, much blood. Like, yeah, it, was it was just like, lot, lot. wow, that but, was a wild scene to be in the middle of this film. Like, like, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool scene, but I was like, damn, that is fucking crazy that that's here. Like, the, the setup for it is even, like, I don't know if it's even wilder, but like, the fact that they show what I, I'm going to assume is a real dolphin birth, you have Vicky sprint onto the scene as they have this complicated birth it's not going well for enid and they're about to like do some sort of injection they're gonna sedate her and and vicky goes no enid does not want to be sedated she wants to be conscious for this and she needs her she needs basil and he's like freaking out outside he's like hi i'm here hey (laughs) hey i'm out here hey let me in hey he's the dolphin equivalent of a 50s dad with a cigar outside the operating room (laughs) fucking basic yeah yeah, just but like up on the water like like, he's got he's got little 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 blue seaweeds in one hand and little pink seaweeds in the other hand just waiting to find out to give to all of his dolphin buddies do you know the dolphin do you call him at home Okay, 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 okay. So, so we have, and, and the three other scientists just are like, fuck it. Vicky seems like she knows what she's talking about. So they don't sedate Enid. Ryan sprints to let in Basil. And then we get a birth scene. <laughs> that is, yeah. seems very real. You know what? I just watched a dolphin birth like a real one on, on YouTube just now while you were uh-huh. talking. It looks the same. I think it was a real dolphin birth. Wow. Seems like it was real. Hey. It was, I mean, it was awesome. I'll say that. Like, if it was real, if it wasn't real, they did a great job. And if it was real, like, it's awesome they put that in that movie. Because it was a cool scene. I just agree. I was like, holy shit. What the fuck? Like, that came out of nowhere. I'm going to bank on it being real. Because, one, it looked a lot like the one I just watched on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And two, we see their CGI skills later in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. And they are not good enough to do that. Yeah, you are not wrong. We're going to give it to me like, listen, we know you couldn't. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> so, I don't think they could have pulled that one off. So, uh, And uh, after this birth occurs, everybody just stares at Vicky. And Vicky, feeling the weight of their judgment, sprints from the place unceremoniously, followed by Adam. And we get to another fight where Adam is like effectively trying to explain some things away and make it a correlate with data. And Vicky is like, some things just need to be left unexplained. And they diverge. Well, she's like, he's like, I want to figure out what you can talk to that dolphin i know it and i think telekinesis might be real and i want to study you because there's children that have had she's like oh you think i'm a child but like you're right the core issue is 
she doesn't want to deal with it and just like leave it as it is what it is. It can be one of life's joyous mysteries. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, wants to science it. Once it's, it's the same conflict. It's, it's art versus science, you know, creative versus analytical. We have Vicky take the logical next step here. And that's go to her younger sister, Susie, who I think is a wealth of boy advice mm-hmm. and says, hey, like, how do, how, how do I do the boy thing? How do you know this is the one you want to be with? What is the, what's the, what's the, the skinny on boy time? And Susie's like, I don't know why you'd talk to me about it. Make a pro con list. Wait your pro con list, write it out and do the thing, which fits with Susie's one note. Yeah. I mean, the, the best love advice that happens in this film actually happened earlier, but it came from the wise words of Vicky's younger brother, Robbie who delivered the line, I'm never going to date. Girls are gross. (laughs) And I said, smart man. That's a smart man right there. You know, growing up, my dad used to say, girls are nothing but trouble. Uh And uh, I found that to be true too. So. (laughs) Us? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I got the same thing from my parents, but I think their line was boys. Oh, I can't imagine why that difference would happen. Yeah. So it seems like that was in the old parenting handbook. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he, he then implied they were fun trouble, which I've also found to be true. But, but we acknowledge that they trouble. trouble. Yeah, good trouble, but still trouble, right? Like... Oh my god. I'm just saying Robbie's probably, you know, Robbie, just stick to your bugs, man. Just like <laughs> yeah. you'll stick to that stick be, bug you got crawling be on Much you. simpler if you just the, stick to the bugs. The thing you know? is though, Robbie, if you stick to your bugs long enough, I don't think you'll have to worry about too many girls. Uh, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. By the way, this is uh, and we've had uh, so many of these jump cuts, listener, and you might be thinking this can't be how the movie goes. No, the movie goes through crazy jump cuts from scene to scene, and it's very much like Whiplash as you move back and forth. Because next, after Love Advice, we go to a date scene between Zach and Vicky, where Zach is revealing more of his tragic backstory. But this time, he invited Adam along for the ride. Because what Zach has been doing in his spare time is taking his father's speedboat out to take long-distance photographs of the Marine Rose as they are putting out their drift nets. So mm-hmm. he calls Adam to the dinner to say, hey, here's the photos. And Adam's like, that's not enough, chief. You got to catch him in the act. And then they go dancing. Yeah. But- uh, Zach is just trying to, it, it's, it's competition. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, to Molly's earlier point, a dick measuring contest, right? It is, Zach knows that Adam is the competition. He invites him. He shows him the photos, and then he takes out Vicky dancing. They invite Adam, but Adam's like, I don't dance. But Vicky says, I'll teach I you. I know dance. you can. Don't, don't you think it's weird that Ryan Merrigan would lie to them like that? Because we've seen him dance. We have. We saw him lay down some sick moves to yeah. Five Ive in Smart House. We've also, yeah, yeah, and a little bit of quagging, I believe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I thought you were referring to his Irish roots, you know? No, I was talking about him and the boys yeah, before yeah, the yeah. party happens in Smart House, just <laughs> yeah. crushing yeah. To, well, to slam dunk the funk. I also Obviously. thought it was, like, contractually obligated for whatever DCOM Ryan Merriman stars in that he has to dance, and I was disappointed that we weren't going to get it. And you know what? Lo and behold, the joke's on me. We yeah. still got some we dancing. Got it. Yeah. In maybe the best dance scene 
yet in a decom. Mm. I loved how awkward this <laughs> was. It was it, so uncomfortable, yeah. and it was so peak being a 16-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. He said, you're, yeah. oh, yeah, just he meets her at the beach after they get back from there. After after Zach and Vicky gets back, Vicky goes home. Brian takes Well, he pulls a say anything. He pulls oh, yeah. a say anything where Vicky gets home from dancing with Zach, and then Adam comes to the house holding a boom box, and it's like, you still you still gonna teach me to dance? And so then sh- they go out on the beach and and he plays sick beats on his boombox and they slow dance together. They slow dance and they smooch. Yeah, they, they get do. they get a little bit of a makeout sesh on the beach. And she says to him, "Why do you think they did it?" And he goes, "Who are you talking oh, about?" Oh, this fucking. Line. And she says, "The dolphins. Why do you think they returned to the sea?" As if. He's supposed to know that's the question she's asking. <laughs> they had that conversation. Why do you think they did it. <laughs> they had that conversation 56 minutes ago in this movie and probably two weeks ago in real life. Real life, yeah. And he, she goes, Why do you think they did it? Like, he's supposed to know. And it just made me laugh. And I, like, this, this might be jumping ahead, but I also didn't understand the line that she utters later on when she's like, Has the episode with the dolphin we're about to get to? Where she's like, I, I think that's the answer to my question. Is that the question she's asking the dolphins? Why'd you go back to the ocean? Is that yeah, what she's know. asking them all the time? I don't know. What a fucking wild question. Anyway. I, I just took note. Dance with those boys, Vicky. Pop off, queen. Like, uh, she get, did. Get, Make out get, with all of them. Get yours, you know? Mm-hmm. Get Make yours. Out with every single one of them. That's right. Uh, oh, wait. Then there's also this incredible... This, there's this incredible line because... The, the, I literally was just looking through my notes and I wrote this down verbatim and I need, I, we need to talk about it because it was fucking insane. Uh-huh. While they're, while Vicky's like, why do you think they went back to the ocean? She goes, well, you know, they, they don't have hands anymore. <laughs> and then she says, without hands, there would be no writing. And then Adam chimes in, right. And no music, nor art. And I was like, what? Is I don't remember this. Uh, I think true. I blacked out this that, interaction. Yeah. Much like what well, you saw Dolphin, so <laughs> this is verbatim. They talk about the lack of the loss That's of hands true. for dolphins transitioning back into the ocean. Two thousand years ago in the Universal Weekend. <laughs> in the Universal Memorial Day weekend million. sale. And they, <laughs> they, they Molly, the <laughs> Earth is only six thousand years old. <laughs> I'm only six weeks old. Somewhere you know? a, a far away, I should just hear a book being thumped. Just <laughs> <laughs> this is very, very far in the distance. Ken Adams said, <laughs> Oh, God. There were dinosaurs on the ark. Look <laughs> <laughs> at the sharks. Golly. Think about that. Well, like, no, the ocean, it, it was a fucking flood, Molly. It's, it's not really flood. a problem for the sharks. <laughs> sharks are good. They, in fact, are wasn't. the winners in this thing. Huh. Oh, God. Woo! I didn't expect to cry laughing at that today. Wowzers. <laughs> After all the smooching, Vicky decides that, yes, she does want to help Adam out with research. So they they go out to take this device that is intended to call dolphins to the ocean. No, no, no. I want to talk about this weird line you brought up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, you yeah. think that him saying there would be no art or music to her signals that he understands her now? Because he's he is thinking about mm. creative things, and he could have said no one can write down numbers and science facts, but he said art and music, and I think maybe she was like, oh, he gets it now. 
I, it's definitely a bridge, right? In a crazy interaction that I blacked out. But from, <laughs> your, you a dolphin, from your description of this interaction, um, I need it you sounds like it. a bridge. I definitely need you to watch it. It's about, I don't know how I have blocked out this it's from about my memory. 55 minutes into this movie, and it. Oh, I know the scene. Wild. If it's at the dance part, I mean, I think I was just so taken by her being thrust underwater and coming out and screaming that I forgot what had happened in the five minutes prior. Did, did like, you fall in the water and get saved by a dolphin? Because that's maybe, also when you black Perhaps, out. yeah. In your, in your apartment in LA. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm close to the water. I'm that's closer right. to- How did I'm, you I, get back there? I'm quite close to the water. Uh-huh. Well, you could have done it. Who's Not to impossible. say? No. Um, Let's get to it. The best scene in the entire film. They go out to study the dolphins, to call the dolphins to them post-birth. You have Enid, you have Basil, an unnamed baby. And they are out frogging the ocean, and Ryan Merriman has got a device that sends out a... Out into the ocean. Echolocation. Echolocation. Well, yeah, that's what I... That's, did you not understand? <laughs> yeah, that's no, what I, I heard I it. <laughs> dolphins right now are flooding through the rivers of, of Florida to get here. I wish that was true. And as this is occurring, the dolphins swim up. They have a great, they frolic together in the well, ocean. They frolic for a while, and then Vicky just goes underwater. This is where they have the crazy CGI dolphins, though. Because mm-hmm. he's like, go ahead, talk to him. So she like looks at it really concentrated and then the dolphin goes and does like not just a normal dolphin jump into the air, but like three rotations and then <laughs> a triple axle <laughs> and, and he's like wow what'd you tell it and she's like i told it to jump and like why do we need these fake dolphins now like the regular dolphins jumping were fine um, it's it's crazy but but listen all of that telepathy must have taken it out of vicky because she falls under the water about two feet Adam is freaking out, calling for Vicky. He could have just reached down and grabbed her, as we discussed earlier. He chooses instead to do something incredibly fruitless and just shout into the ether. And all of a sudden, as if compelled by the dolphins, Basil and Enid themselves, because she was, she thrusts forth from the water, breaking the plane of liquid and just shouts. She does. And she it just fades, lets out a scream. And it fades to commercial break because there's 100% a commercial break in this decom mm-hmm. section here. You cut back. You get back from your commercial break. You've probably learned about Fruit Gushers. And no, you wouldn't. It's I a Disney so. Channel program. No, it's get, Disney. No, it's you Disney. Only you don't learn about Disney, Disney stuff. So you cut back. Adam is in front of Vicky, consoling her. Vicky's like, what happened? He's like, you burst out of water and then calmly walked to this place and are now seated here. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? And she goes, they tried to answer my question. I don't know what the question is. This is Vicky trying to explain what had just occurred. They tried to answer my question. Dolphins are connected to everything. They have no secrets. You cannot help but be who you are with no secrets. That's true. And then she's like, that's why they came back to the water. Yeah. (laughs) What? What? Hey, you try to translate dolphin. Do a better job, honestly. I couldn't. Yeah, so don't criticize. Fish, fish, fish. Fucking. Fucking. Fish, fish. Kill a shark. Fucking. 
That's my dolphin translation. Sounds like a weird fucked up version of Bop It right now, and I don't know if <laughs> Do I you love know dolphins that. Dolphins are actually assholes, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We cut away once more. Now Vicky is back on the boat with Zach. They're going out to do some more spying on the uh, Marine Rose. And in doing so, Zach is finding out about the relationship that is burgeoning between Adam and Vicky, and he's not liking it. And what he does is instead of express himself in a healthy way, decides to speed up the boat and drive headlong at another vessel on the water. You know, mm-hmm. like a mature person would do. And he's playing chicken, and then decides to swerve away and Vicky stands up for herself is like take me the fuck back to shore you psychopath this is mm-hmm. real small dick energy move right here mm-hmm. I have been on a date with a guy who had like a Mustang or something mm-hmm. and he drove really fast mm-hmm. I think to attempt to impress me and I I felt like Marissa Cooper in this moment where I was like mm-hmm. hey could you slow down because we are going very fast mm-hmm. we don't need to be I'm not impressed by your Mustang, yeah. but it was not cool. I mean, the, the the sort of credit I'll give Zach here, the also, right... that guy called me stupid on the date, so... Oh, oh. yeah. yeah he was not a real winner. Not a great date no, in general. Not a good date. Yeah, but do you want to bet if he tried to come inside with me? I the bet The answer he did. is yes. Yeah. 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 Zach at least tries to explain it in a way that's a little bit healthy after reflecting for more than half a second. He's like, I think I was just trying to show off. I, was I, I appreciate that again because it feels real. Like he asks about Adam. He realizes this guy is a threat and she likes him and she's serious about him. And then he acts out. I'm not saying it's a good thing for him to do, but it feels like a thing a teenager would do. And then for him to quickly acknowledge, like I was acting out, I was trying to show off. I would, I, I think the only other thing would be like, because I'm jealous that you like Adam. Like if he had verbalized that, like even better. But the fact that he can even acknowledge like, no, I was just trying to show off is I think a good thing. And that like, they're trying to resolve all these different like relationship threads in this mm-hmm. triangle with Vicky. Uh, and in the meantime, grandpa falls down at night. Mm-hmm. We get the gut wrenching news that grandpa has leukemia mm-hmm. and isn't really fighting it. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a lot of emotional weight to this moment, but I thought that next to none of it was represented on Vicky's face. Uh, this is one of those like tried to cry moments and it didn't work a hundred percent. I think she got 80% of the way there. Listen, which is more than we've had before on DCOMs. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, God, this is so sad. And then I looked up and Molly's now looking shocked at me. I'm sorry, what happened? Are you suggesting that Marissa Cooper is not a good fake crier? I'm saying that maybe she grew into it. You know what? Maybe mm. she had more opportunities to do it on the OC. Oh my God. This might have been the launching point Listen, for her to me, learn how to me, do it. Let me talk to you about the end of season two. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh-huh. We all know that just as well as you do. I mean, if she's dead, she probably doesn't cry either. She dies at the end of season three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just she dies just <laughs> at the end of season three, but at the end of season two. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah spoilers for those of you who haven't seen the OC. It's been out since I was in high school. Oh, so it's outside the statute. So it's way gonna... outside the statute. But I, let me just briefly tell you, at the end of season two, she has been... No, you know what? Max is going to watch the show. All I'm going to tell you is that there's a very dramatic confrontation that has to do with Ryan with Ryan's brother 
and with Marissa. And she has to take very drastic actions. And she is sobbing the whole time. And it is so believable. And mm. so gut-wrenching. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Oh, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Move on. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? Maybe she used this as the moment to really accelerate that particular section of her acting prowess. And for that, we give you kudos. If Snaps. I lay here... Maybe in the moment she just didn't really process her grief. Perhaps. Right? Maybe it's just like a sucker punch and you kind of run out of air. You know, how are you going to breathe with no air? You know? Right. Can't breathe. Can't sleep with no air. No air. No air. No air. Um, But yeah, Grandpa delivers the big news. And this is when we get to the IMDb summary where, where Vicky's grappling with death. Yeah, the last quarter of the movie. I, I, again, when this got delivered, I was like, God damn, like... We've had dolphin birth. We've had grandfather with leukemia. Like this movie is just coming out of like, it's just, they're just like big haymaker hits of like things I wasn't ready for. <clears throat> Truly the tone, the tone switching that happens is feels like whiplash in a but, lot of these different scenes. But you know what? I think they do a good job of it. Like we talk all the time about how DCOMs have too many plot points mm-hmm. and I didn't feel that way here. Mm-mm. I felt like they were all interconnected enough that it wasn't too too much going on. And I felt like they wrapped everything up nicely, each one of them. There wasn't any like shoehorned in things that don't get resolved. Mm. Yeah. And I actually think all of them support the themes of the movie, right? Like life and death, the conflict between artistry and logic and science. I think like all of these storylines play within those themes. Um, and so it makes them feel connected to your point. Molly is like, even if there are a couple different lines, there's certainly not as many as we're used to, which is great. And they all feel interconnected by the theme of what they're doing. And to that end, we now have to reach the peak conflict of the film. And that is that these drift nets are out in the ocean. They are causing problems to the ecosystem. It was only a matter of time before it began to affect our protagonists. And that time is now. Something bad is happening. Enid is captured in a drift net. How do we know? We don't, but Vicky does because Vicky is connected with their minds and her body is being puppeted by dolphins to go to their aid. So they do the logical thing. We all get the, we get the trio together. Adam, we get... Uh, Luke, we get... Who's Luke? Who? Why did I forget? I read leukemia and said Luke. <laughs> were you thinking Luke because he's part of the other yeah, love triangle with me? Were you yeah. thinking of Luke because Luke, Luke Danes. Danes from Gilmore Girls? Perhaps. Or but you, also, it could just be that I looked Luke down in... from the OC? <laughs> you think Adam, Luke Bryan? Zach? I don't know why. <laughs> just because. Whiskey makes my baby feel a little frisky. Adam, Zach, and Vicky, the trifecta, the trio, they are there again. It is like, it is like Harry, Hermione, and Draco. They are together again. They are going to go out and save the day. They hop on a boat and they jet out into the ocean. Zach is confused because Zach's like, how do I know where to go? Little does he know that Vicky talks to dolphins and is currently being puppeted by them. And Basil is there to lead the way. Mm-hmm. They arrive at the net, and it is mere moments before Enid is about to be pulled onto the boat, resulting in her death. 
So Vicky calls grandfather. Grandfather gets with the harbormaster because listen, the harbormaster will do anything through grandfather with grace, true beauty and grace, equal beauty and grace, really, between Vicky and Adam. They both dive into the water. <laughs> Dives are, are wild. <laughs> Adam's is particularly Adam's is crazy (laughs) he gets a knife at least he's smart enough to like get a knife he has 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 like a a pair of um, wire cutters cutters. yeah yeah yeah. and they which was just pure beauty Olympian beauty they dive Mm -hmm. into the water and try to free Enid from the net Uh, they are successful in this venture but in his efforts Adam also becomes ensnared in the drift nets Mm -hmm. as they are being pulled and wrapped onto the Marine Rose, Mm -hmm. leading to the third drowning scene in this film. All of this occurring while Grandfather and uh, Harbormaster are jetting because Grandfather has insisted that he come with the Harbormaster, jetting out to find his granddaughter and uncover the mystery of what has been occurring on the ocean here. This movie really reminds me of Flipper. Did you guys mm. see Flipper? Yeah. The 90s Flipper with Elijah Wood? Yeah. It is very similar, minus the telepathy. Yeah. My favorite part of like the, the communication aspect of this is early on in the scene when Adam and uh, Vicky are in the water, and Adam looks like, tell her to hold on. Which he's, he's, She's just looks, like... <laughs> she, she looks at Vicky, and then Vicky translating beautifully into dolphin goes hold on <laughs> i wish she had been like sorry listener i never get to do a dolphin noise but i'm gonna lean into it now you would really hoping for that yeah it's your time been, to shine it's been on the bucket list <laughs> we've done 38 episodes and now we get to do it huh but fear not dear listener because Adam is also freed, but not by it. He's helped. He's aided by dolphins, but not freed by dolphins. Vicky does that work, but not before Adam is brought into the mental mind link of dolphins. Yeah. He's brought into the group text of dolphins and <laughs> added him to the group. Text. <laughs> and as he is added to the group text, he similarly gets the first image that welcomes you, which is, a ring of endless light above you, shining above the water. Pretty sure that's yeah. just you drowning, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was him uh, seeing death in front of him. <laughs> well, we do know Vicky grapples with death a lot in this. So, he is pulled from the clutches of depth. Anybody yeah. else think a mermaid might save him? Anybody else? Anybody else think maybe this guy's going to get saved by a mermaid? I <laughs> wish that this was a DCOM cinematic universe moment crossover yeah where the kid from the 13th year comes as a merman starbuck i wish i wish when they brought up mermaids and when <laughs> when vicky's like well what about mermaids they've been when instead of saying like well mariners needed them or else they'd have to confront their want to fuck a dolphin one of them had been like well i heard about this one mermaid Merman. In this other part of the world. Merman. Who also has the powers of an electric eel and he, could murder yeah. all these children in the pool. killed 50 kids at a swim meet. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this mermaid that went from being a high school swim meet competitor to living in the ocean with his mom. Um, a real missed opportunity here. Truly. Also, every time they showed a mermaid, it could have been Ches Starbuck. Uh, or easily. his mom. 
Or his mom. Right. The only other two mermaids we know about in this universe. Like we, our yeah. DCOM U is limited to those two merpeople. Feels like we should have had more mermaids by now, but I, I think, think we've only right. had the two mermaids. Yeah, well, we, now we have these. Now we have what? Another more. mermaid and two more mermaids, but we yeah. don't know who they are. We have Merriman Mermaid and Barton Mermaid um, yeah. who, who, are, who are there. But the important thing is, is after Adam is rescued, the harbor master catches the fisherman in the act. And therefore, he can now prosecute them for their crimes. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, uh, and this is when we have to pour one out for Zach. Yeah. Take a minute and pour one out for Zach. Zach sees Adam and Vicky holding hands. Doesn't really get any other resolution. No. Nope. You just see Zach, see them. And that's the end of Zach in this movie. He bows yeah. out gracefully is yeah. what I want to believe. Yeah. And then we get to the darkest timeline. Mm-hmm. Because Yo. the family arrives back at grandfather's house. Grandfather has had a busy day. It's been hectic. He's tired. He wants to go take a nap. He opens up his door and sees before him the gates of heaven. I was going to say, I swear to you, I, I had that visual too. I thought there might be a glow from inside his hat in his, his room, man. Like he turned and saw God, you know? Like, and, and Mr. Rochester knew it was up. Yeah. They yeah, made Mr. sure to show the dog, like, watch him leave and, like, kind of yeah. give a look. Mr. Rochester's in the know. I'm like, Mr. Rochester knows what's about to happen. And, and yeah. Grandpa goes to take a nap. And here's the deal. If the movie had ended here and Grandpa had passed away in his sleep, that'd be one thing. That'd already be very traumatizing. I think we could all agree. Because somebody's going to have to discover Grandfather in the morning. Mm-hmm. Instead, what they do is they traumatize Vicky Moore. Yeah. And have Vicky go check on grandfather. And yeah, grandfather is nice. You don't like the scene. Grandfather dies in her arms? I was in a decom? I thought that this scene was was nice in the in the message that he left with her, sure. encouraging her to yeah. share her poetry with the world and and motivating her to live in her passion, not follow some you know not study physics but like you're you're a beautiful writer and it should be shared and promise me you're gonna do that and mm-hmm. i thought that i thought that that message being to it could have been delivered a different place but i thought that it was a good message in the movie I, I you know what i think a great place where that message could be delivered is a letter i think that would be beautiful that grandpa <laughs> that just finds. leaves a letter that she finds I, instead of Holding her grandfather. Yeah, I think that's what got me. In her arms as he dies. Like, the fact that she was... Like, I was gobsmacked with the fact that they showed him die in her arms. I mean, like, listen. Yeah. I maybe, expected her to, to, like, walk... You know, to have that beautiful moment and then it, like, pan up to the ring of endless light and then it, then you just understand that. Like, I was, like, shocked that they showed the entire sequence. Yeah. Like, I understand. It's probably supposed to give, like, emotional weight and gravity to it. I think that's all well and good. You could have had the grandfather deliver a message in a way that's not as he's perishing. Granted, am I, you know, like, am I doing with my own shit in that? Maybe. But, like, wowzers. But, no, I mean, I'm okay with him delivering that as his dying message. I'm just shocked that they then held the camera and watched him take his last breath, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that was wild. Anybody else think the movie was going to end on him dead? Sure because, it is. Yeah, it ends like four more times, though. We it, have, it pans up out of the window, like exterior shot of the house, pan up at the stars, and it held on those stars for a while. 
Like, I was like, this is a freeze frame, and this movie just ended on him dying. Like, that's wow, that is a dark ending to this movie. Do you, do you, and then we got four more of them because this is yeah, like Lord wrong. of the Rings Return of the King Extended Edition. They have four endings written, and by God, we're gonna get all of them. So, after we pan down from the stars for lingering there for a very long time, we meet the three grandchildren as they are sitting in a room presumably occupied by their recently deceased grandfather and waiting for their parents to arrive. The Not before Man, Rob says the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, Which I literally had to pause it and write this down because I was like, what is like, I can't intuit what he means. <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane. I don't know where this came from, but Vicky comes down and is like, Susie, you good? And Susie says nothing sitting with Mr. Rochester. And then... And then Vicky goes outside and sits on the swing with Robbie, who's like, yo, you think there's a planet where no one has any eyes? And, and I was like, what? And the fuck? And then he goes, bro, go back to your bugs because this shit is insanity. No, I'm going to, I'm going to seed something right here. Uh huh. What? Is there a chance uh-huh. that with all his bug research, and all his information he has consumed about bugs. That Robbie, in a weird twist of fate, eventually in life, becomes a clicker. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Because <laughs> he knows about bugs. And we learn a lot about bugs in The Last of Us. Bugs and are not part of The Last of Us. That's not part of The Last of Us at all. It's, it's a, a fungus, fucking fungus. Molly. But, what do we, but the reason we know about the fungus is because it does this to ants. Oh, you're right. That's true. Yeah. Robbie just predicts the last of us because you know who doesn't have eyes? All the clickers. (laughs) You're you're not wrong. What a crazy fucking thing for him to say. He's like, he's like, so is there a planet where no one has eyes? And then when they die, they get to live on a planet with eyes. Don't you think it'd be better though if she was like, no, they actually don't die. Their brains still work, but the fungus has taken over. <laughs> and then you kill your friends and family and make them fungus monsters, too. He's like, do you think they could still live without eyes? And she's like, yeah, through echolocation. And <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. That took a fucking... That's how the clickers talk! I'm, I'm aware... I'm aware. Just say it. The crossover you didn't know was coming. I, I didn't. You're I right. saw even, it with even five eyes. minutes ago. I didn't know it was coming. I I wasn't ready. Hey, I same. Saw, <laughs> I saw it through different eyes. Pun intended. Uh, no, you didn't. They don't have any. After watching Daddy Pedro this year. Oh, oh man. Well, after that fucking insane conversation with Robbie, we have a nice. Which she moment. just goes. By the way, she just goes. I think you're right, Rob. And, then and I was away. like, I don't even know what Rob just said. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you think he's right, because I can't comprehend the fucking thing he just said to me. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? And then the nice moment that we have is a sort of a send off from grandpa is he leaves her a bound book for volume two of her poems, yeah. which is very sweet nice. and a very like emotional tie together of that, like that send off that he gave to Vicky. Yeah. I got a little teary here too, because it's blank. It just says like yeah. volume two, and she's obviously gonna fill it. It gave me up 
vibes yeah. when, when he finds the adventure book. Um, and also, to your point, Alan, he could have written that in the book. His nice thing he says to her could have been the inscription in the book. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Instead of, you know, as he's breathing his last breath of mortal and, and schluffing off his mortal coil and leaving that with, with God. <laughs> it's, hey, I'm not wrong. <laughs> that is what is occurring. So then we get now. Now, I think we can all agree. The movie could have ended here, too. Could sure. have ended here, too. True. Instead, could what have happens, ended on the book. Yeah, on the book. Instead, what happens is the parents show up and yeah. they say, hey, everybody, get your shit together. We're going to go to the harbor and we're going to get out. We're going to blow this jive bar and get out of here. Because what so, we needed at the end of this movie were two new characters. 100%. They, they don't get named. just mom and dad. So yep. they roll up, hop on the ferry, taking everybody off of the island and heading back to the mainland. And then you have Adam handing back the poems, volume one of the poems that he has read, Vicky's poems, back to Vicky. Yep. Um, they give their goodbyes. Vicky, we find out in this moment, Vicky stands up for herself with mom and dad, saying that she doesn't want to go to science school. She wants to go and be a writer and go back to the other school. And then they hop on the boat with Adam leaving Vicky with the message that he will be writing. Yeah. And you know what? He will, because his name isn't Zach. And we know Zach doesn't write, but we know that Adam does. Clever for her to say, <laughs> me too. Because mm. not just to him, but in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we end this film with Grandfather giving us a VO as dolphins are certainly jumping right on the outside of this boat and have definitely not been CGI'd in. Yeah. And we are reciting the poem once more, a ring of endless light yeah. as we go back down and in this movie, as we began with bubbles yeah. beneath the waters. Yeah. <sighs> Beautiful. We made Beautiful. it. We made it guys. We, we made it. And yeah, that was, a ring of endless light. Yeah. So I have to know. I let off last week. Yeah. I have to know. Go again. Me again? Absolutely not. Um, I think you should because I think Molly and I are going to be closer aligned. So yeah. I know you let <laughs> off last week, but I think you should again. <laughs> Next week, one of us can start, but I'm curious. I think this is an above average decom. Oh, this is surprising. I feel like your your tone has changed. No, no. From an objective standpoint, it is an above average decom. From a subjective standpoint, I did not enjoy it. That's okay. crazy. Right. So That's crazy. I, I I was like, what the fuck is happening? The death thing was off putting to me. The 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 telepathy was handled in a wild way. But if I look at it and compare it to other decoms we have watched objectively, that is a above average decom. I mean, shit. Like I can't put it anywhere near the realm of hounded or uh, don't look under the bed because that sure. is just a lot. Yeah, of course. If I put on my objective hat and think about what they did in this movie, I give it a 6.2. What, I'm just curious. What would you rate subjectively? And I asked this because last week I rated Gotta Kick It Up almost a five, which I think objectively it doesn't deserve. But I enjoyed it for whatever reason and therefore rated it higher. Uh, if I were to just be like, God, I didn't and enjoy it. I'm just curious. Time subjectively, yeah. what would you rate it? Five, two, a point lower. So still a little bit. Okay. Five about a point lower. Uh, it's still going to be an above average decom. I would watch it again. It would not be my first choice. Like, 
Uh, but it's it's just a, it's like objectively, it's one of the better decoms that we have on our docket. Certainly not the best, but one of the better ones. Sure. For the record, I judge most things subjectively. Same. In hard this same. case, in yeah, this hard arena of my life. I mean, I gave Jet Jackson over an eight, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> subjective we, all the we, time here. We can go with my subjective judgment. Five, two. I mean, whatever you want. Whatever you, whatever you want your rating to be. Why don't you give it like a five, seven or five, eight? Put it right sure. in the middle. Yeah. You know, math. We've learned last five, week that. We you know, know you love math. Yeah. Yeah. Math is magic. Uh, Mathematician Molly. supreme. Eight. Yeah. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And now it probably helps that as a kid and still to this day, I loved marine animals. Obviously more of a shark girl, but I loved dolphins and whales too. I grew up loving movies like Flipper and Free Willy. And this played right into that arena. I, I For sure, some of that is biased to my love of Marissa Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. And I love any movie with Ryan Merriman. I loved the return of Ryan Merriman. But Taking out all of that, I thought the characters were pretty well developed. I loved mm-hmm. Grandfather. I thought the pacing was really good. I thought that the plot was cohesive and it made sense. And I thought they handled a lot of very complex issues pretty well. So, yeah, eight. I loved it. I agree. I don't have any connection to Misha Barton, but I uh, I agree. I think that this movie ha- had the right amount of storylines, handled side characters perfectly. There was some just movie making things that drove me a little insane. Like I said, the uh, dialogue not matching uh, mouth flaps and <laughs> the <laughs> mouth flaps. <laughs> and uh, just like some editing choices that I thought were uh, distracting to me while trying to watch this. Um, I did think that some of the conversations and, and arguments didn't hold a lot of weight. Um, and didn't really serve it a lot, but generally, I feel very favorably about this film. I'm gonna give it a seven point eight. Wowzers! Nice fans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, you like what you like. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I do have a number of IMDb reviews. Like this had a lot of reviews. I think like fifty eight reviews on IMDb for wow. users because there's a lot of love towards the book series. And sure. like I mentioned at the top of the pod. I eliminated largely those reviews because I worried that there's a lot of bias coming from those folks. Like I get it. You love your book, but this movie is a entirely separate medium than that book that was written and that you love. So therefore it needs to be judged through a different lens. But the, the review that I have chosen is titled as follows. It says move over citizen Kane. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. So let's get into it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm writing this on a scale of decom, not on cinema, you yeah, know? We like, go. I watched this movie on the Disney Channel, and unlike the rest of their TV movies, this one was a film. To start out, it's an amazing... <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> to start out, it's an amazing technical achievement for the world of film. Okay. It's, it's the whoa, Raging whoa. Bull for 2002. Oh. I've been waiting to see films like Gangs of New York and The Two Towers, but those will look like B-movies compared to this. Just compare Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, one of the most expensive and incredibly well-done movies of all time, to the dolphin B-roll from this film. Yeah, they did. When I was viewing this film, I thought it was John Toll but it was done by Rodney Charters, photographer from Psycho 
five. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Photographer <laughs> of Psycho Four, The New Beginning. The music is as good as Ennio Morricone's score for Days of Heaven. It's done by Phil Marshall. He has a great career ahead of him. The acting in this movie is some of the best I've ever seen. Reminiscent of Casavet's Faces. The <laughs> James Whitmore is good. I hate this guy. <laughs> James yeah. Whitmore is this good is the most as pretentious quote asshole. Dying grandfather, unquote. <laughs> if you haven't seen this film, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's on the Disney Channel. This is a film that will be studied in schools in 20 years. <laughs> All right, film student, it's 20 years later. Leave us a comment and let us know if you're studying Ring now, of Endless I, Light. I want you to know, I want you to guess what this person rated that film. On a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, 8. 8, okay. Molly? 9. Yeah, they give it a 1. <laughs> I'm not sure they understand how buttons work. <laughs> was it all sarcasm? I feel like the, that review was all sarcasm. Which oh, okay. makes me like that version a little less. Okay, all now, right. Now, here's my favorite title of a review. I'm not going to read the review, but I have to share with you this title of the review. Okay. The O-C, spelled the O space S-E-A. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and I was like, nice job, reviewer. Well done. Well done. Well, that person's not as pretentious if it was all sarcasm. Though. I think it was all sarcasm. But okay. yeah, that was, I, I read that. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And then I saw the actual rating. I was like, oh, yeah, it I get it now. Town. Yeah. I get it now. I hope I read it with like an earnest sincerity though. That you made did. It feel like I, it was real. We thought that you were, they were pretentious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what's up next for us? We just did. Uh, so it's the screen team. The screen team is up next. Another Halloween flick. Mm. Mm. We actually don't have a Christmas flick this year. We go straight from Halloween to starting up next year with You Wish. This is the, so... Uh, the Scream Team will be the end of our 2002 experience. Which means we need oh, to start wow. thinking of our high and low of 2002. Mm-hmm. That happened fast, it feels like. Yeah, we had January, March, April, June, July, August, October. So we have seven films in 2002. Wes, this time. Okay. We go to 2003 of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 6 and 03. We're starting down. to slow down a little We're bit. We're slowing now. down. It means High School Musical is like coming, y'all. Yeah, 2005, right? Isn't, no, no, 2006 wow. High School Musical. It's the January release. I'm, I'm obviously saving this conversation for next week, but there are some good ones in 2002. It's going to be a, a tough conversation mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. pick a top yeah, one. Yeah, 2002 has got, has got some real... I think I know what my low light is, but I'm... Uh, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Scream Team. I've not seen that one, so that's going to be an interesting one to to, to watch. Uh, we love a we love a Halloween flick. And By Eric Idle's in it, and Kathy Dimjani. Oh, that's it. fun. Yeah. Oh wow, it has some big names in the in yeah. the last decoms in 2002, or, or some some names that will turn into big names, I should say. Eric Idle's definitely already a big name. Monty Python already existed by mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. and Hocus Pocus. So, we love yeah, those. both of them. True. Well, all right. Looking forward to it. I'm I'm excited for Scream Team. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to give us a rating and review. It really does help us out. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on all the social media accounts that we have as well. And if you'd like to join in the conversation with us, join us on Discord. But until next time, friends, this is Zetus Lapidus. We have enjoyed hanging out with you and we cannot wait to catch up with you next week for Scream Team. Until then, bye. Goodbye.